This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Every so often, you have one of those days, a magical day. It's the memory of those days that bring us joy and create a sense of anticipation to fly fish again. Today, Dave and I are going to talk about a magical day on 16 Mile Creek. I would have to give that day in the top five. What about you? Oh, absolutely. Probably the top three for me. It was that good. When you tend to fly fish a lot, you tend to think that every day is going to be like that. And the truth is, these days are really rare. <laughs> they really are. I was just out in uh, out in Utah, and a friend took me out on the Provo River uh, a couple weeks ago, and we just fished one afternoon, and it was really slow. And I, I just thought, you know, this is this is fly fishing. It's uh, it's Didn't not always great. Did you say that the stream also had a lot of pressure on it? Yeah, there were a lot of other guys on it. I mean, I probably saw. I probably saw 12 to 15 other guys and the difficulty was it was new so we um yeah i didn't know where else to go i'd 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 try to walk up to get past the other guy and then there would be another guy so it's like i can't walk eight miles well Uh, i know our trips when we go to the west and we spend maybe three to four days we always say that we hope at least one of these days one of the days is a banner day yep and, and this one was oh my uh, gosh this was, was over the top yep. so what was your first memory of the day you know my first memory was the evening before remember we had fished in fan creek in yellowstone oh, yeah. yep, yep, yep. and we we stopped at the corral bar and grill uh, just south of big sky and uh I, I remember getting a text from uh, uh from a good friend of ours who who said hey have a have an opportunity if you want to go up on 16 mile tomorrow and we were actually going to float the river with another friend the next day, but we we switched those out. And and I, I thought then I thought you know I've I've always wanted to fish Sixteen Mile Creek and you know lived in the Gallatin Valley for fourteen years and and never did. Uh, that that's a creek that's on the very north end of the Gallatin Valley, kind of the north end of the Bridger Range, and uh, just gorgeous country, uh, really really desolate. And so I I remember being excited, but kind of not knowing uh, what we would get into. What surprised me about the creek was it was a creek and it not was. a river, right? Right, exactly. And it's not like the Madison or the no. you know, the Yellowstone or the Missouri. I mean, it's a creek. Yep. And I was actually surprised um, yeah. how small it was. Oh, I know it. Well, what do you remember about the, your, your first moments on the water, Dave? Well, for me, it was... Um, walking up to the water and starting to fish we had the intent of fishing grasshoppers that day and so that's how i started out and i went downstream along with this other friend of ours and you went upstream right mm-hmm. and i just remember hitting a couple runs and thinking oh my goodness this is going to be a really slow day i yeah. also remember the trico hatch that was on yep and uh remembering i'm just not going to fish that. Yeah, so that's right. So uh, I remember walking down to another run and walking up to the run, and as I did, a duck burst out of the brush, and I had my heart in my throat. Oh, wow! Yeah. And uh, as I began to change my rig uh, to nymphing, I I heard a rustling behind me, and I turned and looked, and here was this mink 
that was probably five feet away. And I mean oh, five feet away wow. with this baby duck oh. in its mouth and the duck was still flapping. So this was in August. So the duck was not uh, just a little tiny duck. It was, it looked like, you know, it was three quarters grown and uh, that mink was not going to let go of that duck. And I fumbled, I had my waders on that day, even though it was in the middle of August because of rattlesnakes. So I tried to get my phone out and I got a couple pictures, but it, the, the mink was backing into the brush with the duck in its mouth. And so I didn't get a great shot, but that was my first memory wow. of, of 16 miles. It's one of those close encounters that oh, man. is such a privilege to behold and to be part of. Oh. I think for me, I, I just remember kind of the same thing, getting on the water, this beautiful creek, and and our friend had kind of prepped us. He says, this could be really good. You know, it's hopper season. Uh, we could just uh, slaughter them here. Well, uh, that didn't happen, that, nope. the first couple holes. And I thought, oh, my word, you know, what's, you know, is this going to be another one of those uh, experiences that we both had where you go and fish a can't miss place and it turns out that it is a big miss yeah big miss but then i remember uh, I, I think it just took a little while for things to heat up and i remember uh, uh finally catching one and then it, it just started and it wouldn't slow down that yeah. and it, it didn't from that moment on um the only time it stopped is when we stopped for lunch so do you have any memories around midday other than the great lunch that we brought yeah, <laughs> yeah actually i i do i i was uh I, we were kind of leapfrogging each other, remember? Yep. And and I was uh, kind of up at the head or, or up in front of everybody. And, and our friend said, hey. Like always. Yeah, I know. I'm bad at that. That's true. <laughs> Taking the best runs. Yes, I did. <laughs> and then well, moving on before I we know. can get ahead of you. Yeah, well, now, now you know my technique. That's, I do. Finally. Yeah. I'm pretty slow after 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was uh, ahead of everybody. And, and our other friend said, hey, you know, we're going to head back for lunch. You know, you can try that next run if you wanted. And so I I did. And oh my goodness, it was this long, beautiful run. And I'm at the back end of it. And immediately I caught two and I'm thinking I've, I've got to go, but you know, one more cast. I, I must've caught half a dozen trout out of that. Wow. They were all this gorgeous before lunch. And it was hard to pull myself away because I realized I've only fished the back third of this long run. And the, the further I keep going up, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced I probably could have caught 15 out of that. But uh, but I, I turned around like a, the responsible fly fisher I am. You were still 30 minutes late <laughs> I know, to lunch. I was. And, and it was a very good lunch. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> you know, the thing I remember about every one of those runs, it almost didn't matter where you cast your fly. No, it didn't. And um, it, it was just, they hit it. Yep. And uh, how you cast your fly, where you cast your fly, uh, yeah, it was just a beautiful and wonderful afternoon. You know, the one memory I have after lunch was I, I actually, uh, we split up again. And this time I went ahead, um, but then you went ahead about a quarter mile or a right. mile ahead of me. Right. And so I had a lot of uh, creek ahead of me to fish. So I started fishing these runs and I ran into another mink, believe it or not. Really? And there were... Uh, I there forgot were, about that. There was yeah. a second mink and it was sitting right in the river and in the creek looking at me again. No fear. It just kind of swam around. I could have touched it with my uh, with my fly rod, with my, wow. my eight and a half foot fly rod. But I remember having this distinct thought as I was moving through the brush to try to get up to this next run, thinking, 
oh my goodness, this is grizzly country. Yeah. And I just had this foreboding thought that I was going to run into a grizzly. Wow. It was so weird. Yep. But it was a perfect place for grizz and her yep. couple cubs. And you're just thinking, mm-hmm. okay, this may be where I'm going to die while I'm also having the best day of my life. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> Please don't die, Dave. I want to fish this fishing <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to carry your body back. Oh, man. <laughs> I think for me, uh, a moment from the afternoon that I'll never forget is catching trout under the railroad trestle where uh, that scene in A River Runs Through it was filmed. Oh, yeah. You remember yeah, yeah. the scene where uh, Norman's, uh, it, at the time, it's his girlfriend, Jesse, and they're uh, they're they're kind of having a fight. And, and anyway, he jumps in her car and she takes off and she drives over this railroad trestle and, and into a tunnel and then back out the other side, only it wasn't really the other side. Uh, they actually use this particular railroad trestle for uh, that uh, you know that scene. What was the name of that tunnel? That tunnel, yeah, that tunnel was called the Eagle's Nest. And what's interesting is, you remember that whole railroad grade? It's not used anymore. It's just a railroad bed. But there was a railroad grade that uh, that the Ringling Brothers actually used to take their uh, uh, their circus equipment up to uh, what's now Ringling, Montana, which uh, is just kind of stunning because it's so uh, remote. I thought there would have been easier access places, but that's that's what they used. And I wasn't it they did that to winter there? Yeah, they did that to winter it there. It seems so oh, strange. I know it. I know. So, you know, there, there's no uh, there's no tracks anymore, but as you drive along, remember, you can see kind of some of the remains of uh, even some of those big screens that they had to kind of protect it from rocks falling. And anyway, it was really cool to, uh, I, I guess I have that historian uh, in me and, and just to catch trout right under that railroad trestle where they filmed that scene and where the Ringling Brothers used to haul their equipment up for the winter. I, I thought that was pretty cool. What I remember was the butterflies in my stomach as we drove over the trestle, right? Because that, <laughs> yeah. how, how far is that down? Oh, man, that's... 100 a, feet? Yeah, I, I mean, at you, least. You, you end yeah. up going over the side of the trestle and... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. You're that, like Thelma and Louise at oh, the end I of know. that movie. That, that would be it. That would be it. So, yeah, I mean, and then the, the afternoon was was great, more of the same. It was it was steady. I don't, I, I think probably the peak, though, of, of the fishing was that last hole right before lunch. But uh, but I caught a number of others and just some, uh, just some gorgeous water, gorgeous scenery. I remembered the, not just the amount of fish, but... I caught nice browns, nice rainbows. I caught brook trout. We caught yeah. West Slope cutthroat. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like every species that you could catch up in Montana, yep. we caught. It really was. And uh, I think I caught more browns than anything, but um, but I remember kept catching a couple of West Slope cutthroats out yeah. there as well. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I don't know if I caught any. I remember getting a brookie and a rainbow, but yeah, that, that was something. You got those West Slope. You also caught some nice browns. We have some yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice really, browns, yeah. really nice browns they were just gorgeous uh, any other memories of that afternoon you no know, i think the final memory for me was winding up uh at the end of the day and there was just this sense of you don't 
want to quit. Yeah. I remember having the thought during the day, and I don't get this thought much in my life, but the thought that I don't want this day to end. Yeah. And it was almost like I was watching time fearfully because just thinking, I want to, uh, you know, yep. I want to absorb every moment, right. enjoy every piece because this is a piece of river that we'll probably never get to fish again. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it was it was so unique that so lucky that we actually got on the river. Oh, so know. it's not something we can go back to. Yeah, we've had great days on Madison or the Yellowstone. We think, man, that's that's great. We'll we'll try it again tomorrow yeah, or no next year. Again, but yeah. yeah, this may have been a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's a it's a private ranch, and uh, uh, the, the ranch owners are great about uh, kind of saving it and letting uh, some wounded warriors uh, fish there. And, and in fact, it just happened that uh, one of them had to cancel, so that's why we were able to get on it. And didn't hurt that my wife uh, uh, was friends with... Uh, uh, you know, the, one of the owners with uh, uh, this gal that she uh, she used to work with when we lived in in uh, the Gallatin Valley. So that helped as well. But yeah, we, we knew this is going to be a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Now, didn't you have to play a uh, uh, doctor as, as well later that afternoon? I did. But I, I just want to say the reason why I am your friend and the reason why I like to fly fish with you is because of your connections, pure and simple. <laughs> Without so, Steve, yeah. I would be uh, creekless. So you're just using me, huh? <laughs> I have to. I have to admit that. <laughs> I just am oh. grateful because uh, we have some access both on the Yellowstone and in this instance that is just a gift. And uh, yeah, grateful for it. very thankful. So for that. late in the afternoon, right about the time we we're thinking about quitting and slowing down and thinking about dinner. Uh, our other partner who we are fly fishing with um, who's a veteran fly fisher very skilled yeah. better than both of us oh, by put 10x to, yeah, put, yeah both of us put together this is this is the elite he is part of the elite um, but he, he got a, a hook stuck in his thumb uh, I don't know if it was in a back cast or when he was pulling a no, fish. actually it was he was uh, he had a fish that he was releasing I think and uh, I, I think when he went to release the fish somehow it jerked or whatever and yeah he just got and it the hook. buried I mean this yeah, hook was, was buried was in buried. his thumb yeah. so anyway he had this technique and the end of the technique was taking fly lying fly line and a little monofilament yeah, right monofilament excuse me yeah, yeah mono- really heavy tippet material yep and 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 jerking it out and <laughs> yeah. I tell you what it didn't bleed and the technique actually really worked yeah, it really did had to be really painful yeah. oh I know it so What's the final memory of the day? Well, my final memory, I mean, like like you, I was, there was a part of me, like, I don't want this day to end. But I'll tell you what, I was wrecked. I mean, I we, remember when you said oh, that to yeah. me. I was just wrecked. We had, we had hiked, like two days before, we had hiked up into, uh, uh, well, we had hiked up uh, Tower Fall up up the Yellowstone, and then we hiked into Fan Creek, and and uh, man, I, and I I was tired, and I get to the end of that day, and I thought this is really rare, you know, for me to say, well, you know, I'm because because our friend asked us, would well, you guys want to fish for another hour? And I said, you know what, I'm good, and I yeah. I think I was surprised to hear those words come out of my mouth. But is that a middle age thing, or you know, if we were younger, would we just pressed on? Maybe so, and I, I don't I think, know. I think part of it was the sense to it's 
It can only get worse from here. Yeah. In it, terms of the day, because right. it was part so it, amazing. Part of it is, yeah, that sense that, you know what, I, I've, I've had a, a fantastic day. And, you know, so what if I catch 10 more fish? Probably the reality is it's going to slow down. So uh, I'm just going to leave the memory as it is. Plus, uh, we, we had one more thing to look forward to. Well, and this is always <laughs> the period at the end of a great yes. day. This time we ate at Sir Scott's Oasis in Manhattan, Montana. And... Uh, I always yep. like eating there with Steve because oh, Steve yeah. has stories of seeing famous people there. But it's a steak place. It doesn't look like much from the outside. No, it just looks like a little, uh, you know, little cafe. Yeah, it looks like a cafe. little cafe. Kind of a dump on the yep. outside. It looks great inside, but on the dump, it looks almost like a dump yeah, on the outside. Right. But uh, terrific food. Um, oh, yeah. We're always into, you know. What, what do you get? Great Shrimp steak and, and seafood. Yeah, you see, sometimes I'll get scallops. Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, some steak. I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's just fantastic. Just a, just a meat and potatoes place, and it's not your, your trendy, you know, this just looks great, and you get this Foo-foo little tiny steak, portion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the rancher-sized meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need to be a big man or big woman yeah. to eat the food there. So Yeah, that's great. But I think we just got burgers that night. Night, didn't we and did we or maybe I, I can't remember nah I think I got a steak yeah, I'm almost sure I got did. a steak but it's always good that was a great way to cap off the day just a just a wonderful experience well now it's time for great stuff from our listeners uh, Dave and I always enjoy reading your comments and your questions and your stories uh, today's item comes from Matthew Lordeaux from Massachusetts uh, he has a great blog called castingacross.com that's all one word casting across And he told us the other day in a phone conversation about being taken back, almost offended, by signs in Rocky Mountain National Park about killing the brook trout. Uh, They were reintroducing the native greenback cutthroat trout. That's another story because uh, it turned out not to be quite the the strain of of greenbacks. They thought they were reintroducing. What was the backstory to that? Well, the backstory was that, that the Park Service had decided Decided that they wanted to restore some of the native trout, and so in the in the Big Thompson uh, River area, and I think over on the west side in Timber Creek, they they had a couple sections where they just went in and uh, um, you know poisoned, uh, destroyed the you know the brook trout, or if, if there were rainbows or browns in it, and then they restocked the, the native what they thought were the native greenback cutthroats. So uh, I can imagine uh, Matthew. I mean, good night. You come from. Uh, uh, Massachusetts, where brook trout are, are native, native. Yeah. and you think, why? What are you doing? And I, I remember feeling that way too. I, I love catching brookies, and and I mean, th- those are always hard decisions that that you have to make in terms of conservation. But uh, but uh, yeah, I, I can appreciate the way he felt about that. Well, I also would recommend uh, uh, his blog. So Matthew writes really really well, and he's very thoughtful. And uh, yep. I would love for you to uh, to sign up for his blog or his, whatever he has to sign up for. I think he has an email newsletter, too. Right. Uh, he sends out alerts. So cast it, it's castingacross.com. Yep, good stuff. Well, that's going to do it for today. What do you remember about one of your magic days? We'd love to hear about it. So please tell us by going to 
twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What made your magic day so memorable? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed on your mobile phone or tablet. Each week we publish a new episode of the podcast and a new article. Many listeners to our Two Guys podcast use podcasts as their mobile app for the podcast. You can find podcasts in your app store. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.